Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome to Laurel's Road Money Talks, where we talk about making money, keeping money, investing money, how do you do it with the team. And we have conversations because money is so wide. So we talk about marketing, we talk about sales, we talk about investing, we talk about every way that you could possibly make money and or invest it off Wall Street. So today, I actually have a great woman and a teammate. She's brought so much brilliance to our, our you know, organization, I Live Out Loud, her father as well, who's just like total king of SEO. And um, she is now that as well. She's an expert in SEO. So Chloe Spencer's with us today. She started her business at 14 years old. So I didn't know that because like, I learn more about my teammates sometimes when I you know, have to read their bios. <laughs> So she is monetized uh, and just known for her top page, you know, one Google, like she absolutely, she already helped us like move some of my stuff, which, you know, anybody that researches me, you know, that's already moved off. So all you're going to see soon is really great stuff about us as well. She knows how to do it. She knows how to put you on page one on Google. Very soon, she's helped us get our Live Out Loud site totally redone. All that new face is coming forward. So she's more than SEO, but she does it all encompassing. So with that, I really want you to talk a little bit about like, did you get into this because of your father? So like world renowned in it? Did you just love it? How did you start? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Laurel. So my father, Stephen Spencer, um, definitely is one of the, the top SEO experts out there. So I had a great mentor growing up, but he's definitely the tough love type. He didn't uh, build my uh, company for me. I did that all on my own, but he definitely was a, a great inspiration to me. So I started my first business at 14 with a website called neopetsfanatic.com. It was a fan site for neopets.com, which is a virtual pet site now owned by Nickelodeon. And I monetized the site with Google AdSense ads. I was only 14. You're not technically supposed to have your own account until you're 18. So I was signed up under my parents' name. So super funny. They were in debt to me for a while. (laughs) When I was 18 and moving out, I was like, hey, you know, mom, dad, cop up the rest of the money you owe me <laughs> moving out. <laughs> so yeah, got to the top of Google. It became the most popular website in its niche. I was getting tens of thousands of daily page views. And, you know, it, it just really blew up from there. And then when I was 16, I started speaking professionally. And then at 19, I started doing SEO for clients. And I now run, as you know, an SEO and online marketing agency working with clients from around the world. And I'm also an SEO coach. And you are brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. So I know you have a ton to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of let you go. I mean, your start is extraordinary. And we should actually have like a whole conversation about just like those how to's for the parents. As you know, we love the parents getting into the business yeah, uh, with their kids at an early age. But let's move on to like really, I mean, you do just extraordinary critical work really for, you know, businesses. Uh, Every business needs to have SEO. I think it's, I mean, even we did, you know, I, I say underestimated the power of what's needed until, you know, we really met you and your dad. So just talk about high quality websites, how that contributes to SEO, all the stuff that you've been doing for us, getting high quality, you know, podcasts and what I'm going to say, the components that contribute to really great SEO. 
Sure. So I'll start off first, though, with really explaining what SEO is because it's really misunderstood. <laughs> so yep. I'll break it down. And for those who don't know, SEO does stand for search engine optimization. Everyone should know that. <laughs> but there you go. So there are two main pillars to SEO, really on-page SEO and off-page SEO. Your on-page SEO includes your physical page elements like your content, right? The quality of your content, your keywords, your technical SEO, page speed, things like that. Your off-page SEO is really all about link building. So building your link authority. And you need to have target keywords in your page elements and your content must be high quality, unique, and compelling because on-page SEO is super, super important. But your off-page SEO, which is your link authority, right? So who's linking to you is almost more important. Because Google was really concerned with how authoritative and trustworthy your site is. And how they determine that is by who's linking to you. So this means that you need to have authoritative, high-quality, really trusted sites linking to you if you want a decent link authority and the ability to rank for popular search terms. And actually, the best tool to use to check your link authority don't look at Alexa, you know, rank. Don't don't even uh, pay attention to that. But Majestic is really the top tool that you want to be using. That's Majestic.com and looking at their metric called Trustflow. So this is a, a score that you always want to be paying attention to. It's a score out of 100 and it's on a logarithmic scale. So you might be like, oh, I'm at a 10. Uh, okay, that's uh, not horrible, right? It's actually lower than a 10. And 10 actually is pretty bad. You want to be at about a 20 or 30 at the least. If you can go up from that, the more the better, the higher the better, I should say. But you definitely want to be at at least about 20 or 30 if you want to get any kind of decent ranking. Yeah, so keep going. So I don't think most people have any knowledge of this. So talk more like how Google ranks. I mean, not only how they rank, but like you said, the factors when they even go over there. And if they wanted to get, say, a 40 or 50, what are they needing to do to do that? Yeah, absolutely. In addition to hiring an expert. (laughs) Don't learn this on your own. Hire a team. Yeah, exactly. Don't try it on your own. (laughs) There's way too much here. Uh, It's super complex. You really want to work with an expert or a firm when you're doing your SEO. And we'll talk about also SEO mistakes and and the worst things you can do with your SEO. We'll we'll get into that in in a a little bit. So, Okay, so basically, how you build your trust flow is by building up your links. But you want to be really careful when you're doing link building. So many people just really hurt their SEO by the way that they're link building, especially by hiring a link building firm. You know, so they say overseas somewhere, you know, maybe don't even speak you know, fluent English. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and you're going to get really low quality links built for your site, if not spammy and toxic. So spammy links are going to be really detrimental to your SEO and your rankings because they really lower your link authority. And what they can actually do is get you a manual action, a penalty from Google. And if you get one of those, it's not pretty. I've had to clean up link profiles from clients so many times. I've been burned by other SEO firms or SEO experts who did black hat link building for them, built them a bunch of low quality, you know, spammy types of links to try and up their rankings, which might work for a little bit. But sooner or later, Google finds out and it will come back to bite you. And it's not pretty. So you just want to make sure that you stay white hat. You're 
doing your link building correctly by being clever and creative. You're doing content marketing. You're creating really amazing, compelling content and pushing it out to the world. Especially like with uh, blog posts and articles, you're creating really compelling content here. And then you're just kind of posting it in your little corner of the internet. You need eyeballs on it. No one's going to see it. So you need to be able to push that out there, work with influencers and, and you know advertising and SEO, those articles, so you're getting traffic to them. And that's super important. So before you go on though, really quickly, just for those who, you know, like I didn't know much when we got with you guys as well, what's the difference in between Black Hat and really having clean links? And what are some of the things if I'm out there listening to this podcast that I should be aware of? Because as you know, when you first met us, we about went with somebody until we had you review it that was going to do total you know, big, big promises uh, and could have just killed us with his black hat tricks. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep, yep. So what does that actually mean? And what should somebody be listening for if somebody's promising the, the moon and the sky and the greatest? Yeah, great question. So black hat SEO practices, specifically black hat link billing, is when you are really going against Google's guidelines by doing something like mass article generation and, and just like, pushing it out everywhere. Some kind of low quality article links back to your site and just pushing out all these different, submitting it to all the directories and things that are, are getting into different link farms, getting put on, you know, huge link directories all over the place, doing things like commenting, doing mass comments on blogs or creating really low quality blog posts on random weird small blogs with zero trust flow and building links that way. And the worst is when <laughs> I've seen this actually for clients and it's awful because they thought they were going with a high quality SEO firm. And I was just like, Oh man, you got burned. So what they did is they went and created a whole bunch of comments that they spat out on a whole bunch of blogs all over the place, really low quality ones with comments like, Oh, this article was so interesting. Or it was like on some news story and it was about this guy in a, a car accident. And they're like, Oh, this is so sad. And then they'd link <laughs> with a little keyword, like to the client after that, like, uh, you know, whatever if, for an example, Bob's pizza or something after that, it's horrible. So those types of, uh, our links and often are no follow, which means they don't pass any link equity anyway, which we call link juice. Basically a link needs to be followed. Um, otherwise it doesn't do anything for you. So no follow links don't do anything for your SEO. So that was, you know, most blog post comments are going to be no follow anyway, but doing some kind of shady link scheme like that will actually get you penalized. So black hat. Basically, to go back to that difference between white hat and black hat is really just following Google's guidelines. You can find these online. But with white hat, you're really just focusing on creating really awesome content for the user. It basically, it's all about creating content for the user and not for Googlebot. Want to keep Googlebot in mind, of course. And there's a lot of tips and tricks to, to what you should do with, like, for example, where you should place your keywords. You don't want to just throw them anywhere. And we'll go into that actually in a, in a bit. But you want to be creating content that's really compelling and valuable and unique. And that should be the number one. And that's really what separates White Hat and, and Black Hat. So what's the kind of number one thing? Like I'm listening to this going, oh my gosh, there's so much to it. So clearly, and if you listen to all my podcasts and our, how we teach people how to become successful, 
unless you want to be a Chloe or Spencer or this is your business, you hire this. So what are some things to look for? I mean, obviously you offer some free sessions. We'll get that information at the end of our podcast. But, you know, we didn't know hardly any, like as far as the link building, like our blogs, I think we're a little more casual. We didn't do any links. I think there's a lot of what I call scatteredness to most people's plan, you know, and we had a lot of scatteredness. So when somebody's looking for somebody good at SEO, what, what would be the criteria? So when you're looking for good SEO, you really want to ask them about their link building practices. How are they going to build you links, right? Really listen to that. If it centers around content marketing and doing, uh, you know, different link building, you know, campaigns that seem really legit and white hat, then that's good. But if they're talking about weird mass article generation and, and you know, all these a bunch of low quality uh, links, then that's a huge red flag. In fact, here's a trick question you want to ask them is what's more important, link quality or link quantity? Like, do I need a whole bunch? Is a whole bunch of links better than just like one kind of you know link and see what they say? Because what's actually most important is a high quality link than a low quality link in a mass amount. So it's all about quality, not quantity. So that's a trick question to ask an SEO and see what they say to that. Also, ask them what tools they use. Like, how do you determine uh, my link authority? See what they say. If they're talking about PageRank and Alexa or even, you know, scores, Moz is awesome. But really, we want to look at at Majestic. So you really want to hear them say Majestic Trust Flow is what we're really looking at. So that's another question to ask them. and also. Ask them what they think about the Yoast SEO plugin for WordPress. This is a good one because, and it's so funny because so many people think that, oh, their SEO is all set as long as they're using the Yoast SEO plugin. And I'm like, oh gosh. Okay. So the Yoast SEO plugin is good for optimizing your title tags. And before I actually move on with that, I'll quickly explain what the title tag is because this is just mm-hmm. so this is another thing you can ask your SEO before hiring them. Make sure they're, they know what they're talking about. So your title tag is the title attribute, the head section, your HTML. If you don't speak geek, I'll say it in English. Basically, it's the, the kind of snippet of wording that's at the very top of your browser window when you're viewing a web page or if you have multiple tabs open. It's that title of each of, the, each of your tabs. So that's actually your title tag. And this is the most important spot for your keywords. The most weight is given to these keywords than anywhere else on your page by Googlebot. So it's really important you're optimizing your title tags. Super important. And they also show up as the title of your listing in the search results. So it's good not just for keywords, but also for clicks from the search results. So that being said, back on to Yoast. It's good for optimizing your title tags and your meta descriptions, but don't pay attention to the whole red light, green light aspect that Yoast gives you. It'll be like, oh, your SEO you know, needs work on this page, gives you a red light, and people try to get the green light. What's really funny here is that it determines like how many times your keywords are in your content. And that's a total myth that you want your keyword to be a certain amount of times in your content. No way. But, you know, you can get close to keyword stuffing if you're focusing on something like keyword density. It's all about where your keywords are. So where you're placing them, like your title tag, your heading, your subheadings, maybe once or twice in the first paragraph of your body copy. You don't need it anywhere else. That's really it. 
So it's all about placement. So yeah, don't remember <laughs> what the question was before that went off on a tangent world, but <laughs> get me back on track. I will, but I'm going to go a different direction. How does SEO and social media, because I'm just going to kind of go through some of this online, you know, just as I think about what we've been doing, you know, collectively for the last several months, in addition to really fixing our website, I mean, I don't know how many hours, days, weeks you spent on all the link cleanup that, you know, other lovely people had done for us or just didn't know. But there's also a piece in addition, you've talked a little bit about blogs and I want to ask you about podcasts, but let's go to social media for a little while. Like how does social media and on like Facebook Lives, LinkedIn, how does all that hurt, increase, help? What's the story with that in SEO really? Yep. So there is a big rumor going around that SEO is dead and that it's all about social media which couldn't be farther from the truth. SEO is critical if you want to rank in Google, which is by far the number one most popular search engine in the world. It's not Facebook. It's not Amazon. It's not YouTube. It's Google by far. So if you're ignoring SEO and just focusing on social media, you're literally ignoring the number one most popular search engine. So Social media marketing is still absolutely necessary, especially in today's world where you need to have a really powerful online presence if you want to be seen and you know, social proof and people talking about you and, and, and what people think of you is so important in today's world. But you cannot forget about SEO. SEO should take precedence. So it's funny that you know a lot of people are going around saying SEO is dead just because Facebook has become so huge. But with everything going on with Facebook and them having to limit a lot with Facebook advertising, which doesn't, you know, bode well for the future of Facebook advertising, it's still worth it to advertise on Facebook, but with everything going on right now with that, I mean, it's even more important to be focusing on your SEO more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, social media is important, but SEO is even more important. So for the people who are doing a lot of social media, is there a way to optimize or increase? Like I do Facebook Live, you know, Lunch with Laurel every Tuesday. So are there things, you know, so you can speak to our account if you want, or just as an example, you know, people who are doing that, is there ways that you're going to get more SEO value by a way that you're going to do social media? Like, is there a link doing it right? Yes. So if you're using social media to drive traffic to your website, and that can absolutely help with SEO because Google is looking at how much traffic you're getting. So if you're sending paid traffic to different articles and, and free content or videos or lead magnets, things on your site, then yeah, that can absolutely help with SEO. Also, it can go the other way with when you SEO an article, you write a really compelling article, you SEO it, which would mean... Basically, you know, you build links to it, you make sure it's keyword optimized, it's written in such a way that it's going to increase dwell time, which is a ranking signal, which is basically how long people are on your page. That's something Google looks at. So you can SEO an article and then you can push it on social media with Facebook ads, um, you know, drive traffic with, you know, other social media marketing ads, things like that. It can go both ways. So yes, they can go hand in hand for sure. So again, something else to be interviewing and talking to the team about doing so it's not so segmented. You mentioned Majestic a couple of times. So what other like tools would you recommend? You mentioned yep. some that you like, some that you don't like. What else is there out there? Yeah, absolutely. So 
The first ones are Google Search Console and Google Analytics. These are two free tools and are absolutely necessary for every single business, every single website. I don't even care if you're not a business. You need Google Search Console and Google Analytics. If you don't have those right now, go sign up for them while you're listening to this podcast. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally. And then um, another great one that you, a tool you should be using for keyword research is Moz, Moz Keyword Explorer. This is literally the best keyword research tool online. Don't use Google uh, AdWords Keyword Planner. I know it's put on by Google, but it's a highly inaccurate tool. Even if you're using the, the, the version that you only get access to if you're spending a certain amount with Google AdWords, because the free version is just absolutely doesn't do anything. But even the paid version uh, or the full version doesn't provide really accurate data. And it's because they, they group their keywords by buckets. So basically, you really want to focus on using Moz Keyword Explorer more than any other tool. It's fantastic. So like 95, over 95% accuracy. And keyword research is so important. In fact, one of the biggest mistakes people make is not using keyword research tools and just using their gut to choose their keywords. That's a huge rookie mistake. So use something like Moz. Another great tool uh, is Rank Ranger for tracking your rankings and you can track your rankings on, you know, Google desktop versus mobile, which is super important because most of your traffic, if you look at your Google analytics is likely coming from mobile these days, the majority of it will be coming from mobile. So it's super important that you're tracking your mobile rankings as well as your desktop rankings and making sure your, your site is mobile friendly, right? It's responsive. And that's something you can check in Google search console. So a lot of these tools can go hand in hand. So Rank Ranger is awesome for tracking rankings. Link Research Tools is a really awesome tool for looking into the, the your link profile. So if you were uh, listening to this and you're thinking, oh man, I, I had a firm do some link building for me and now I'm kind of worried. Or I did some link building that maybe wasn't the greatest, so I'm worried use link research tools, run a link detox report, and it'll show you what links come up with high toxicity scores. And then you want to go and disavow those links. And uh, another one I would say is Pitchbox. Pitchbox is really great for reaching out to bloggers and influencers to work with, collaborate with. Also, if you're doing a link removal campaign, like you found a bunch of toxic links and link research tools, you disavow them, but you also want to go ahead and try and get them removed, which means outreach to the webmasters of those sites, then you can use a tool like Pitchbox. You can literally send that detox report straight to Pitchbox, uploads you know everything for you. You have email templates and uh, you can do mass outreach to all those webmasters and track it all. It's amazing. So that's another awesome tool. So, Chloe, we've got to end. All these podcasts go so quickly. Well, what's the number one thing? They only have to know one thing. Is it the tools? Is it the, you know, that support the links? Is it, what is it? What's the best number one thing? Yeah, sure. So, the number one thing everyone really needs to know about SEO is that it takes time, right? And it's ongoing. It's not a do it once and check it off your to-do list type of deal. And that's the biggest mistake people actually make. So super important that you realize that 
You can't do your SEO in one month. You can't do it in even a couple. You need to be spending at least six to 12 months on your initial SEO efforts and then make sure it's an ongoing project. And this is because your competitors will always be adding more content, building new links, you know, raising their rankings, etc. So if you stay stagnant, you're actually going to fall behind. So super important that it's ongoing, you know, it's critical that you're continuously implementing a really great SEO strategy with an expert. Again, don't try and do it all by yourself because there's just too much here at stake. And um, unless you're a professional online marketer, right? And you can, you can do it yourself. Otherwise, I recommend working with an expert or a firm and uh, make sure it's just you're continuously implementing strategies if you want to outrank your competitors and get traffic from Google. Awesome. And I know you offer a uh, just a free consult and free offer. Where can they uh, sign up for that and where they learn more about that? Sure. So if you want me to pull up your website, go over your biggest mistakes that you're currently making and what you need to do to increase your rankings, just head over to chloespencer.com. And that's C-H-L-O-E-S-P-E-N-C-E-R.com to sign up for your strategy session with me, or you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes. And what's interesting, I'll just self-disclose, she will be, I'm going to say, honestly, ruthless. So don't, if you've got like sensitive little ownership around your website and all you, what you've done, you just better kind of get over it. She's a little like an SEO, like I am with money. We just kind of get to it. Yeah, but I appreciate about her. So Chloe, thanks for being on the whole drill of Money Talks and our podcast today. And again, any of you that want more information about our podcast and uh, what we're doing over here at Live Out Loud in our community, always go to askloral.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. Put in your name, your phone number, your email, ask a question or make a request. And uh, we'll be back on Laurel's Real Money Talks. Chloe, thank you again. Thanks so much, Laurel. Talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit laurelsrealmoneytalks.com for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth-building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit laurelsrealmoneytalks.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. 